In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. How she cutting, as they say in Ireland. Father Brendan Kilcoyne, coming to you with the Brendan Option, courtesy of Immaculata Productions. If you like our work, consider the subscribe button, give thought to PayPal, uh, give, some, give some consideration to, to uh, sending us a few quid on Patreon, um, whatever, whatever you can do for us. Something that really we are appreciating and you might consider doing is making a comment. We're really enjoying the comments. We find them very constructive. I just want to say how, how much we appreciate the little community that's starting to form around uh, our podcast, how much we feel a part of something at this stage, how much your support means to us, your constructive criticism. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling and we're grateful. Thank you. Don't, don't, don't let up. Don't let up. Keep making those comments. I want to talk to you today uh, about the Feast of Corpus Christi. Huh? About the Feast of Corpus Christi. When I was a boy and I started serving Mass in the early 70s, uh, the Mass was already in English, in the vernacular. Although the altar furniture and all the rest of it was still from the old Mass. And I remember the priests would revert from time to time. So when they were giving out communion, they would always say Corpus Christi instead of the body of Christ. And I assume that that was what you said, you know. Uh, the teacher explained to us that that meant the body of Christ. One of the great scandalous aspects of the incarnation is its very fleshiness. The Greek word for flesh is, is especially um, evocative. Sarx, as in sarcophagus, which literally is a flesh eater, a coffin. Sarx. Mm? Corpus. From which we get, I think, I think, the Irish corp. C-O-R-P. And we get the English corporeal, corpse, and all the rest. Corpus. I just want to point that out today. Our Lord came among us and he occasionally stank. He sweated. He was tired. He wept. He had to cut his hair. He had to trim his beard. He had to change his clothing. He had to wash his feet. As we know it, to wash the feet of others as well to wash his hands before meals, perform the ablutions that are customary among the Jews, you remember? He came in the flesh. He, he didn't despise, contrary to what some of the early Gnostic heresies proclaimed, he didn't despise the flesh. He, he didn't inhabit the flesh in horror. He came to redeem us, to forgive sin, and he redeemed the flesh. We look forward to the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. You hear that? And that's the resurrection of this body. That's the resurrection of your body. Because this is how you exist. It is part of the very definition of a human. Is that you are a soul inhabiting a body. And here's the body. And indeed that, that kind of Greek insistence on the distinction maybe isn't quite 
as emphasized in the in the Hebrew and the in the Semitic understanding of the relationship of body and soul, just more united. We celebrate the feast of God walking among us. The Corpus Christi procession only dates from the Middle Ages, but hey, we had a great Middle Ages. And the church really rocked for a few centuries there. Yeah? 13th century, I think Pope Urban IV, who was a Frenchman, I think from Liège, but I'm open to correction there, he eventually proclaimed it. Thomas Aquinas was in on it, wrote the beautiful hymn, the Pange Lingua. Actually, the town of Athenry was being founded around the same time, and I, moi, am the parish priest of Athenry. There you are. I just want to make the point that this coming weekend, when I make a total noggins of myself, walking through the streets of Athenry, dressed in a cope, and carrying our Lord in the monstrance, and I'm probably not allowed to have anyone less than a mile from me in any direction, I just want to make the point that I'm doing something that is much more rational than it looks. The Corpus Christi procession is not an invention of the doctrine of transubstantiation. It was a discovery of a new way to celebrate this tremendous gift that our Lord had given us. His corporeal presence among us for 33 years for all the thanks he got for it. All right. And after his ascension, his continuing physical presence in the church through, through the sacrament of his body and blood. He's present body, soul and divinity in the sacrament. Huh? Right? Right? No, it's not right. Because according to US statistics, maybe as many as 70% of you aren't too sure about that. Well, you have a problem with that, kiddo. Okay, and if anyone calls you kiddo, by the way, they're not friendly. I, I'll make this even more sinister. Just a word of friendly advice. Okay, anyone says that to you, they're about to wallop you probably, cut your throat. You have a problem with that. You have a problem with being a Catholic. I'm sorry, you, you, there is a serious problem there. I respect that. I don't envy you. It's not your fault, maybe even, but it's a problem. And it will become your fault if you keep pretending it's not a problem. His body, soul and divinity in the sacrament. Our Lord Jesus Christ is physically present. He is physically present as he was present to the disciples and the crowds who gathered to listen to him in the Gospels, physically present on the altar in the hands of a priest who may have less or more degree of attention, understanding, holiness or whatever. And yet, even if the priest has just murdered his mother with a knife sharpened on his father's tombstone, he calls down God and and, and the body, soul and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ is present on the altar for you. The procession of Corpus Christi is what they call, wait for this, I love to use big words. It's what's called a theophoric procession. I'm such a poser, a theological poser. I love throwing shapes, you know, you know. It's a theophoric procession. What do I mean by that, you may well ask. <laughs> I was hoping you'd ask. 
It comes from the Greek, like so much. The Greeks were the boys. Theos, meaning God, and Phorain, meaning to carry. It is a theophoric procession, in that it is a procession in which God is carried about the place, whether he likes it or not. It is a procession in which the very core of the mystery of the Incarnation, in which God put himself at our mercy, is publicly demonstrated in the priest, who's probably wearing an alb that's too big for him or too short for him, probably wearing vestments of doubtful taste, he lugs the creator of the universe, the creator of the cosmos, around the streets. That's a theophoric procession. The very mystery of the incarnation, in many of its implications, is clear from watching the Corpus Christi procession. Let me give you an example. I once saw something that will stay with me for the rest of my life whenever I talk about Corpus Christi. I saw the Corpus Christi procession several times in Rome because I studied there. I saw the monstrance carried by the great Pope John Paul II. And I saw him when he was an old and frail man with many ailments and difficulties tottering up the Via Marulana. And anyone who knows Rome knows that the Via Marulana is long and hilly. It undulates. From San Giovanni, from the Basilica of San Giovanni in Laterano up to Santa Maria Maggiore. And I saw him carry the monstrance that length. And every time the procession would stop, he'd almost stop and he'd sway and he'd keep going while the people shouted out, to him, courage, Holy Father, courage, Peter, God bless you, hold it up, keep going, Father. It was an amazing thing to see. It was a wonderful thing to see. And you you understood more of the incarnation from watching that than you might from anything. Now, you mightn't believe it to look at the carry-on of me here, but actually I'm a very dignified man. And I don't like being made a fool of and I don't like acting the fool but this coming weekend I am going to make a show of myself and I won't even have a drink taken because compared to God I will look ridiculous compared to the mystery I serve I look ridiculous and God for you will allow himself to be carried through the streets of Athenry by an Egypt that is the kind of life poor God has You think you have problems. It's just as well he's perfect, all-knowing and all-powerful because you would need some compensation for that. Go to the, the Blessed Sacrament. Thank God for the gift of the Eucharist. And if you can, if your parish can manage anything even analogous to a theophoric procession, go to it, watch it. And as the high priest used to say when he lifted up the showbread in front of the people in the temple, behold God's love for you. Behold God's love for you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.